You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside Captain Mustachio, a.k.a. Mr. Kev. Uh, Another weekend edition coming at you for your commute to your family member's house, going to the game, whatever you're doing. Listen, we appreciate you guys checking us out today. Uh, Show. We're talking last night's Thursday football game with a XFL quarterback appearance temporarily. Um, a former dynasty is having a fire sale. We got a another diva wide receiver in the news. Um, a former head coach joining one of his former players. And we're going to go over our six-pack picks. And Kev has a epic, I'm talking Mandalorian season premiere epic. We're weird shit in sports, so it's gonna be a fun one. But it's not sports related. It's not sports related, but you know what? It's a Friday. It's a weekend show, so we kind of get a little off the rails on weekend shows. So, um, I'll try to pull out some uh, a last a last call out of my ass as usual. Um, but yeah, no. So here we go. First off, Thursday night football last night, the Atlanta Falcons defeated the Carolina Panthers. I believe it was twenty-five to sixteen. Kevin was the final score. Yeah. Good damn. Good memory by me. Um. Obviously, first things first. Um, the Falcons, I noticed this while I was watching the game. They ran the ball a lot with Gurley. They were they were hell-bent on making sure that they had controlled the game clock the entire game. I mean, they threw – Calvin Ridley made a couple catches, but he went out later in the game. Julio had a couple good ones. But it, it really, in all intents and purposes, was field goal, field goal. And uh, – Scramble by Matt Ryan, or field goal, and Todd Gurley. That's ba- that's basically the game. So, first off, Todd Gurley last night had – Todd Gurley and Brian Hill split carries, 18 and 11, 46 and 55 respectively. They're not an effective running team, but they kept control of the clock. They finished with almost – they finished with um, about 100 yards on the ground, counting Matt Ryan a little more. Um I don't know. This game was sloppy. This game was like vintage year one of the revival of Thursday Night Football to me. Yeah, I mean, Thursday Night Football games are kind of notorious for not being very good games. A couple Most years ago. There are a couple of gems, though. Yeah, a couple years ago, like, we're going to focus more on Thursday Night Football and put good games, and then they just didn't. Uh, but the Falcons offense should be so much better than it is. It's so bad. Like, you have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley. Matt Ryan's a serviceable quarterback at this point in his career. Why are they not better? I honestly don't know. I understand the defense is garbage. It, they should be in all shootouts. It's – that's what we thought, honestly. We were, like, thinking in our heads, oh, Atlanta's going to be in 45-35 wins and losses. They're not going to – you know, it's going to be just solid throwing the ball the entire time and running. Gurley's going to be electric. Gurley's definitely lost a step. There's no knocking there. He's still effective enough where he can get downhill. I also think the problem is with him. The Falcons' O-line is trash. 
Yeah, I mean, also though with uh with Gurley, I don't think he's lost a step. Todd Gurley's so good, he scores touchdowns even when he's trying not to. Not even when he's not trying, when he's actively trying not to, he still finds the end zone. Do you have, like, a beef with Falcons fans? I actually want to know this now because, like, that's, like, a low – that's, like, your third Todd Gurley trying not to score a touchdown joke in the last three shows. No, I just feel bad for them, but also it's funny. Oh, no, 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 it is. And I I remember on Sunday, I'm, I'm like, I mean, I'm laying down, I'm watching the Pittsburgh um, uh, Tennessee game, and I'm thinking to myself – I saw the headline, Atlanta blows another one to Detroit. I'm like, oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> and then I see the video on TikTok of Gurley falling down into the end zone. I'm like, oh, my God, of course. Like, I, he's a professional athlete. I don't know why he couldn't, while falling, like, turn his body kind of or hold the ball, not, like, out right behind him so the Lions couldn't swipe at it to get it away, but, like, hold yeah. it close to your body but turn it. So your shoulder's falling on the line, but the ball's behind you. So, funny story here. I'm a big, um, I, I'm never I'm never one of those guys who's like, hey, we're just going to take a knee. We're not going to run the clock. We're not going to score. Because, like, a lot of times, so, like, last year, um, notoriously, Miles Sanders had a breakaway 80-something yard run against the Cowboys and slid at about the 10-yard line. He could have easily walked in, and it would have put us up by 10. What or more now? We were probably, I think we won by nine. I don't even remember. Uh, but like or like Westbrook a couple years ago, or like I've seen players do this all the time. Where like they'll like stop on the four when they're up by three or more or even two. If you score and kick the extra point, it's automatically a two possession game. So basically, you've already jacked up the amount of pressure on them already. At that point, I would score. In Gurley's case, you shouldn't score, but I mean. Because you're losing. But it's just, it's an odd, that whole concept to me has always felt kind of odd. Well, so let's say it's, there's like a minute 30 left. Let's say you're up by two. You score a touchdown to make it nine. They get a quick strike downfield. Someone gets open, get the onside kick, score, kick a field goal to win. I don't know. I, I almost want to look at the probability numbers. But by that. taking a knee and running out the clock, you are increasing your win chances. It might be no. by 5%, but some teams, like the Falcons, need that 5%. Although it would be a very Falcons thing for Todd Gurley to have gotten down and then they miss the field goal or it's blocked. Or or they the next play after he falls down, they throw an interception. No, they would have just knelt it until and then kicked the field goal. I mean, on the goal line, I would have just like let the clock run a little bit and just try three punches and then kick it at the last second. I mean, they had like they had almost a minute left on the clock when he scored, though. Yeah, so you kneel once, that takes off forty seconds. Kneel again, then call a timeout. Yeah, I, don't know. I would have let the clock. I would have let the play clock run a little bit, try to get a couple plays because they had a they had a timeout or two. I think I don't even know. Okay, anyway, so, so you try to pound it in, he fumbles it. I don't know. That's the game right there. I I, I just I don't know. I'm more of the I I don't like leaving games up to kickers regardless. So maybe call it distrust from like two back-to-back years of horrible Miami Hurricanes kicking or Jake Elliott this year. Oh, geez. We throw him an extension. The guy just goes blind when he kicks. Unless he plays the Giants, then he doesn't miss unless it's the, you know, the kick that basically ices the game. Anyway, um, yeah, Thursday Night Football was just 
also is disappointing. I really hope they free Julio. By the way, buy the shirt. Free Julio. He didn't have any touchdowns, but at least they're using him now. He had seven receptions for like 163 yards. He'll get touchdowns everywhere else. Free Julio. Buy a shirt. Yeah, go go to Teespring. Buy a shirt. There you go. All right. Next up, Kev, I know this this topic hurts a little bit because I never think you – did you ever think you were going to get to this point with your team? Yes, but not now. <laughs> I figured after – I didn't think Tom was going to finish career. But if he did, I figured, you know, maybe they would have built enough around him towards the end to have a couple more years where you're competitive. But I don't know. It, it's rough. I feel you, pal. There's been a couple years where I've gotten, you know, a top five draft pick with my team, and it hurts. I mean, maybe the fall isn't as far for me as it was for you. But uh, but see, if we get a top five draft pick, Bill's going to trade it and pick in the second round instead. Yeah, I think I think somebody should just tell Bill like Bill, uh, you gotta stop drafting second. I was like, but like he's he's got character and I can turn him into another Kyle Van Oy. We'll find a Brady in the sixth round, Bill. You know you won't. That was lightning in a bottle, and you know it. <laughs> It'd also be a lot easier to make, get the next Kyle Van Noy if you take you know like a linebacker in the first round. Like, you know, like Gerard Mayo or Dante Hightower, you know, when they actually were good at drafting defense back in the day. It's, it's fucking infuriating. <laughs> yeah, okay. If it makes you feel any better, my team only gets a first-round pick, right, usually. See, the Patriots don't draft in the first round. We trade back every fucking year. Or we take guys like Nikhil Harry in the first round who can't run routes, catch, or <laughs> is or run fast. Or Sony Michelle, whose knees are made of glass. Oh, don't even get me started on Sony Michelle. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? He had such a great first year, and that's why I was just like, this is really depressing. He's so bad. I always joke, like a fullback, there there are certain fullbacks, if you need two yards, you're going to get three. If you need seven yards, you're going to get three. That's what Sony Michelle's like, but it's more... If you need two yards, he's going to get you one. If you need seven yards, he'll get you four. Yeah, it's I, – I, we've had – I've had running backs like that in the past in Philadelphia. It's not – it's not fun having uh, underproductive running backs. <laughs> DeMarco Murray. Well, that was a stupid signing. Well, here's – you know what the worst thing is? We switched offenses the day Pat Shermer – Took over for the one game between the Doug Peterson and Aaron Chip Kelly. Doug, you know what his first happened? I I power left with Demarco Murray, sixty yard touchdown run. It's like, gee, get a downhill running back, baby. Have him run downhill. <gasps> it's a great concept. You know what? Know, you know what I need when I'm watching Patriots games this year? Whiskey. A nice Breckenridge Brewery beer. Ooh, even better. It's what I need. I think I also left those at your house. Like my glasses. One. You had one left in there. I checked this morning because I was like, what do we got left in here? I'm doing returnable runs tomorrow. I'm like, what am I going to pick up? I'm like, I got two Breckenridge. I know one's mine. So, oh, you can have one left. Yeah. I mean, when are you going to come down again? Come on. Our our governors are going back in the state lockdown again. Yeah. I'm waiting for the day, Massachusetts. Hey, Connecticut's a high risk state. 
Oh, oh, we already declared you guys, but then basically our entire state told our governor to go f himself. So, because half, you know, how many people commute between that border? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's insane. Like, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Cause he worked from home. You work from home, you loser. Oh. All right. Next up, diva wide receiver time as I burp on camera. I am sorry for that. It has been about a year since I've done that actually. Um, return of greatness. Michael Thomas, speaking of lack we of We didn't even talk about the Patriots. We just talked about me being sad. Oh, okay. So where do you think guys are going? Because I am praying off some hope in God that we give you guys a ton of picks and one of our disgruntled wide receivers, and you guys give us Stephon Gilmore to pair with Darius Slay. Because <laughs> that would be the most nat- eh, We'd make that move. I would ask for a first, a second next year, and Alshon Jeffrey. I've heard the the pr- asking price is a second because it's Bill, a second, a third, and a decent player. Yeah, so instead of first, a second, and a shitty player, problem solved. But uh, I, mean, we, I I throw you guys Ertz a second and call it a day. I would walk. take that. I would honestly take that. Give a big body target for Cam, even though he's at the Ertz end of his career. Yeah, Ertz will be back injuries, week but, nine. He'll be back uh, week nine. The problem is he's a nightmare in the locker room now for us. Yeah. He'd be perfect in your system. Yeah, he'd be perfect. It'd be amazing because he also wouldn't have a guy like Dallas Goddard breathing down his neck trying to take his spot. Because here's the thing is Goddard's probably a better. If you want my honestly got opinion on film, I took my buddy Jeff saw this on too. Goddard's probably a better tight end. He just hasn't gotten the catches because he's yeah. not on the field this time. Yeah, Zach Ertz doesn't have to deal with that. Oh, Devin Asiasi, Ryan Izzo, they're gonna take your spot? No. Um, but I actually saw something. So I hate the armchair GMs who are on Twitter. Like, oh, who says no to this deal? Like LeBron James or Romeo Langford. Who says no? Like, <laughs> yo, oh, I see it on Instagram too. That's the worst part. These guys are like, yo, I want a second, a third. And this guy, it's the Saint, a second, a third. And the Saints get, uh, uh, Stephon Gilmore. I'm like, no, first of all, Bill would not send Stephon Gilmore down South like that. He's kind of friendly with Sean Payton. He could. Yeah, true. Also, Stephon Gilmore is an SEC guy. Also true. But, no, um, Savannah actually tweeted it, and I was like, I don't hate this. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. It's Kevin King in a second for Stephon Gilmore. And I just don't hate that because you're getting a young corner who's not hot garbage. He's not great, but he's not hot garbage in return in a second. Uh, but I would rather oh, have God, I hope second. that doesn't happen for the love of all things. No, it's not going to because I think if they're going to trade for a second, they're going to be looking at the bottom, not bottom field, but like the teams who are going to have a high second round pick. Or like a team who has multiple seconds. Like I think I think we have multiple seconds this year. I don't even remember. We might have a double this year. I don't even know. I, either way, no. I I I when I look. One thing, I, I, Savannah, as much as she's a she's she loves football and she's got a she loves she's a very good she's a big fan of the sport every time I see her tweet about like, you know, Julio Jones to the Packers, it's happening. I'm like, just shut up. No, it's not. The Packers are more likely to trade for Matt Ryan than they are for Julio Jones. (laughs) Hey, 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 uh, Matt Ryan, (laughs) Matt LaFleur. Hey, Aaron, I'm the captain. (laughs) You know what the worst part about this is, is even if Aaron does only play like one or two more, even if Aaron blows another one in the playoffs, he still wins in the divorce over Mike McCarthy because Mike McCarthy is going to get canned by week eight. 
Yeah, and then what they should do is call up Sexy Rexy. Talked about this before. No, Jared told Kevin, someone this stop take. putting this in the universe because I know it's going to work. Jared gave someone else this take and didn't give me credit. He pawned it off as his own. I gave, I said a certain, I, a certain person brought this up on another show. That's I gave someone. Who did, who's, oh, it was, I was at a bar. I wasn't even on the show. Yeah. Give me credit. I am smart. Give me credit. Um, also though, the rest of the Patriots also on the trade block. All right. Um, if we can't get Gilmore, can I get JC Jackson? No, JC Jackson is probably one of the few guys who they would go. No. Um, can I get Winovich? Cause you're telling me he's such a good pass rusher. <laughs> when they say everyone, they probably mean like they're older players. Okay. Um, yeah, the only old player I really want in your roster is Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, I, we would. it would take multiple firsts to get a 24-year-old corner who was the second-highest-rated corner last year by PFS. You know what the worst part is? Is like, you know your team is has a problem when I look... Because the problem is with the Patriots, you also have to throw on another filter. It's, hey, they're good. Hey, would they be good in anybody else but Bill's system? Well, I mean, Gilmore was good in Buffalo. That's why he got a fat contract in New England. Yeah, he was he was a top ten corner in Buffalo. That's what because like we lost out to you guys by two million dollars. Yeah, and then Stephon Gilmore got a defensive player of the year out of it, so I think it was a good choice. Oh no no no, it was he also got a ring out of it? Some or two maybe right two two rings, one ring. No. Oh yeah, he got eighteen. That was his ring. Yeah. Yeah, so because uh, oh no, because he signed in seventeen. He like our last move. The reason we didn't offer to Sean Jackson more money is because we tried to throw a huge deal at Skillmore, and that just didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that that was one of the big things. Like Roseman's in talks with how with uh Gilmore. Oh no, Patriots signed Gilmore. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I mean, look, if Bill Belichick's gonna throw money at you at a free agency, you probably should just sign there because he doesn't do that. Yeah. All right. So, so Gilmore predictions. Do you think he's gonna go? Where do you think? Do you think there's any logical destiny? Also, besides Gilmore, who do you think's getting moved? I'd say Edelman. Double question. Edelman's getting. Where do you think Edelman would go? I mean, I'd take Edelman to Philly. Uh, I heard some people want to see what Tampa would give us. I think they're running out of roster spots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if Tampa would want him. I feel like the Texans could be a decent fit, actually, if they hold on to Fuller, because you got Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks on the outside, Edelman underneath. Um, and Randall Cobb. Yeah, Randall Cobb's over the hill. Just like Edelman, though. But uh, I think Edelman could work in Green Bay, maybe. They need receiver help. See, the problem is Edelman can't catch for shit. Hey, he's fitting perfectly in Philadelphia. His catch rate this year is 59%, and at least two Cam Newton interceptions this year are he threw it to Edelman. It was a little high. It was a little over his head, but he didn't have to jump, and it went right through his hands. How much of it is lack of – also, I've always wanted to ask a pro receiver, though, how much of those are lack of chemistry with the quarterback? Because – 
or at least like a change of scenery because Nelson Aguilar has turned into freaking st- has like stick him on his gloves apparently in Oakland, but in Philadelphia he couldn't catch anything for crap. I mean, Maybe, I feel like that was also might have been just Aguilar going. All right, I got to work on catching. Edelman's True. never been really a great catcher. He'd come up with clutch catches, but he was basically the opposite of Wes Walker. Wes Walker, if you threw it his direction in the regular season, he was catching it. If you threw it his direction in a big moment in the playoffs, it was like he had Vaseline on his hands. He couldn't catch. Edelman, it's like he has Vaseline on his gloves in the regular season and then washes it off to the playoffs and then catches damn near everything. Well, damn, Julian, sign up, come play for uh, Midnight Green and Black. We'll take you. He'll split, split catch with Greg Ward in the slot. Greg Ward catches everything in the regular season, but disappeared in, against Seattle. So, yeah, um, I'm trying to think who else would probably be on the move. Joe Tooney might. He's on a franchise Ooh. tag this year. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. Like, there was a whole. I don't remember if you heard anything about this for Patriots, anything Patriots, your Patriots lines, but there was a big. Cowherd was talking about this. A few other people, Schrager. Apparently Philly was sniffing around Joe Tooney and the price was just too high for them. So they pulled off, but like, they were like, Brandon Brooks is out for the season. We need a guard. Like now with the, oh, now with Jordan Melita, his emergence, cause he's been like a really good tackle for us. I mean, we'll probably put Peter or Peter's at right guard because honestly he's going to play three snaps at left tackle and almost give up a sack. And Doug is going to pull him off the field. But if, if they Tooney, I could see Philadelphia they can run at it. If they deal Tooney, first call should be Dallas. First call. I mean, even though they're also fire selling, too. Yeah, Joe Tooney's 25. But, they're you know, Jerry, Jerry's first. not going to – Jerry's also like – he's like, oh, my God, he's going to be back next year. But then again, it's also Jerry, so he'll probably think he still has a shot this year to win the so Super he's Bowl. He's 27. So – yeah, that's yeah, but it was like five years. Yeah, Tooney's got time left. I would be calling Dallas and me and be like, hey, would you give us a, your first for Tooney? But that's the problem, though, with Dallas because they're also rebuilding. Because they're going to want Justin Fields. That's true. I, I'm just saying that's what I would ask for. I know. I'm just saying I'd go for a team that is not – has – and it's not going to try to go for a quarterback or a high pick this year. Like a Philly or Detroit, Detroit might actually, or maybe a Cleveland or Chargers. Like try to see if you can get them to a team that has their like franchise guys, so they're not going to move up for this loaded quarterback class. I don't know. Um, if it wasn't in division, I would say Miami too. The, yeah, but it's I or mean it is Brian Flores though. Package Edelman and Tooney for a first and like a fifth next year. True. They have a trash O-line. Like, this whole team, I feel like J.C. Jackson, Winovich aren't going to get moved. But I don't see anyone else being saved. Nikhil Harry's trash. Sony Michelle's trash. David Andrews is just coming off. I mean, we'll take Michelle because he kind of fits our system. He's cheap. thing is, like, as bad as Michelle is, I'll take him over Corey Clement running the ball behind Miles Sanders. Like, Michelle could just take our beater our beater carries, like our, like, three or four yarders when, when Sanders is tired. Because, no offense, Kev, our offensive line with all our backups is still better around the ball than yours is. I'm trying to think. Patriots have the 12th-ranked rushing O-line? 
Also, that's that's kind of skewed though, because our O line just gets Miles Sanders busting off a long one every game. So you're we're probably ranked lower because we played three of the top run defenses in the league the past like five weeks. So I we're probably in the twenties. Let's see. Pass, pass blocking, we're I think thirty first or thirty second. Um, Where are you? You are 26th in the pass. We we went up? This is on Football Outsiders because I'm not paying for PFF. Well, we were like 31st on PFF like two weeks ago. Yeah, and then... Where the hell are you on this? Well, we have the seventh leading rusher in the league. You are 22nd in rushing. How? We have the seventh leading rusher. Because they look at power success. They look at how often the running back gets contact behind the line of scrimmage and breaks it, and how often your running back gets to the second level. So the problem is is that Sanders has most of our positive rushes where Clement and Scott get stopped in the backfield a lot. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'll and still take the Patriots the have the fifth best run uh, O-line. Either way. Also take Michelle. Give him. A, we'll throw you a third or fourth rounder for him. Just throw him in behind. Uh, throw him in behind Sanders. Let me get some beater carries. We'll take him. All right. Mike Thomas in the news, Kev, because he's still out. He hasn't played since week one, right? Uh, he yeah. No, he might have played a little bit week two. He's crazy, man. Whoever whoever drafted Mike Thomas in, in uh, the first round this year is hating their life right now. Yeah, I have him in a league. Oh, buddy. Captain Slant route hasn't run a slant in eight weeks. It's five weeks. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, listen, I took Saquon in two of mine, so I'm, I'm still in the same boat as you, pal. I have Saquon in one of mine. Luckily for me, though, my first round pick in one of my in one of the leagues actually, because I'm in three leagues, one of them I don't care at all about. It's one of the ones I got Saquon. Uh, then the one I'm in with you, I've somehow managed this because Kyler Murray's basically become last season's Lamar Jackson or this season's Lamar Jackson for points. Like, yeah, I'm surprised he you didn't is, pick up Justin Herbert, by the way. Oh, in our in our league, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see he was available until after I got Tannehill. Yeah, I, is he still I, available? Or are you scooping him? I I have him. Okay. Yeah, no, I I mean, the thing is, our league that we're in, I guess my team is more balanced. But like the league I'm in with my but my with my buddy's friends, I'm in first place, but I'm hanging on by whatever Derrick Henry does every game. <laughs> Basically, Wentz and Henry have won me weeks because as much as Wentz will like turn the ball over because of his rushing, he'll still get me 28 points at quarterback. I want to know what kind of scoring that league is. PPR sing uh, single. I also have like a good receiving core though. I got a good receiving- over 28 points twice. But one of them was last week, I believe, right? Yeah, it was the last two weeks. There you go. That's what I was referring to. Um, yeah, no, my receiving core in that league. I think I have Julio and a few other really good players. So I'm like, I, I like my receiving core is loaded, but like, 
I okay, so I also scooped Miles Sanders, so I was pretty hyped about that. But it's like, all right, so my team is Wentz, Henry, Carlos Hyde, shit, he's been downgraded to doubtful. That's not good. Um, Diggs, Fulgham, Janu Smith, who I just picked up, Mike Evans, Colts defense, Marquise Brown, Kirk Gibson, Stafford, Rieger, Goddard, Sanders, and Chubb. So on paper, that team looks stacked. Right now, it looks awful because I just have to go another, pick up another running back because Carlos Hyde's out. Any ideas? No idea. Jesus. Carson Wentz has gone one game without turning the ball over. Yeah. Nope, never mind. No games. All right, enough on hating on my boy. All right, so... I will continue to hate on him as much as I want. Carson Wentz fans are fucking ridiculous. He's aiming that at me, folks, by the way. Hey, when Carson Wentz wins five rings, people will think he was better than Brady. Not if win are things I've heard Carson Wentz fans say. I also say that one was a little inebriated, let's be honest. Still one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Clearly you have not hung around my friends. All right, I need to, I'll figure out a running back later. All right, so, okay. Next up, switching quickly to the NBA before we get into our six-pack breakdown. Mike D'Antoni is joining his former assistant in Brooklyn. That's right. D'Antoni will be assistant coach for Steve Nash, coaching the likes of Kyrie, KD, and that whole motley crew of really talented players. Um, I like this a lot, actually, Kevin, because this team is going to score a shit ton of points. I hate this move. You hate it? I hate well, it. He's not coaching defense. I still hate it. First off, Kyrie already said they don't have a coach. What are you, like, bringing in multiple guys who have coached before is not going to work well if Kyrie already thinks that. There will be a lot of headbutting. Second off, that just tells me they're trying to run the seven seconds or less offense. Kyrie Irving dribbles for at least 10 seconds into every shot clock. The, and don't tell me that he's not going to do that because the Celtics were like, I, 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 I remember for a second ball movement. Let me finish. Your- the Celtics were big on a ball movement, and they have been under Brad Stevens for a while now. Kyrie Irving would still dribble 10, 12 seconds in the shot clock, drive, and then go for a layup every time. I forgot he played for your Celtics. and It's just clicked me. Why is Kevin getting so angry? Oh, never mind. I don't know. I, I'm a big – I'm like – I loved Kevin Durant before Golden State. Even kind of rude for him to knock – LeBron out the second time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still pulling for Brooklyn just because I would love to see Brooklyn win some games because uh, be fun. Oh, they're going to win some games, but then they're going to get smacked around in like the conference semifinals by whoever they go up against. Fair. Especially if Giannis goes to Milwaukee. I mean, uh, Minnesota, uh, Miami. Um, all right. Ready to do this thing, Kev? Yeah. You uh, want to get? You got the spreads up? No. Nah. I, I gave them on the live stream. Okay. All right. Michigan, Michigan State. We talked about it earlier. When I look at this game, they've always had the great finishes. This I remember last night. Cap said it was over a ten and a half point spread minimum. Um, 
Michigan's just got a better roster, and Michigan State, like Kevin said, hasn't recovered since their one brief appearance in the college football playoff. So, yeah, I, I honestly, Bowl of Michigan here, it's not really a big surprise. You got anything to add? No. Uh, it's still too early in the season for Michigan State to blow, or Michigan to blow a game. True. All right. Texas, Oklahoma State. This was Kevin's upset. Uh, Kev took Texas. I took Oklahoma State. I just love Chubba Hubbard and that offense. I don't believe in Texas because they've let me down so many times this year. It was only a three and a half point favorite in Stillwater, so it's a close one. I think our minimum was three points anyway, so Kev's just skimming just over the line. Three points on the road. So, yeah. It's not like they're three point favorites at home. Yeah, that's basically a six point swing. Um, no, I no, I get it. Um, in all honesty, I could definitely see Texas winning this game, but I just can't pick them anymore. I've lost all faith. They need to earn my faith back. So first off, the Big Twelve is a disaster this year. Whoever's supposed to win is not going to win. That's how it's gone all year. Also, that's what Texas does. When you think that they, there's no way in hell they're ever going to be back, they win a big game. And then, Sam and then they say they're back stupid. way too soon, and then they lose the next game. Damn. See, that's the one thing I do appreciate about my team, is that we never say we are back. Everyone else says we're back, but the team actually never said they're back. Texas, stop saying you're back. You might actually get back. Also, there's never really a reason to say Miami's back. Shut up, Kevin. All right, Ohio State, Penn State. Both of Ohio State here because Penn State is that one-year-away team, as Kevin so eloquently pointed out last night. Um, Ohio State's just loaded. I'm sorry. Bad call against Indiana or not, I, oh, uh, Penn State shouldn't have even been in that situation. It should have been up by at least two touchdowns. So, yeah, Ohio State guy, I think, Dad. If they let fans in the stadium, this would have been my upset, but. No, fair enough, honestly. It's kind of odd, though, because, like, most colleges are letting, that have, like, the state allow it, are allowing it, like, in about 40 miles west, Pittsburgh's allowing it, about uh, about 60 miles east, Philadelphia's allowing it, or I don't even know how wide Pennsylvania is, honestly. But, But, um, I mean, look at what, uh, look at what Florida did. Yeah. Maybe Penn State's on to something. I don't know. I also think it's just it's different for each state, honestly, when it comes to this stuff, so we'll see. Um switch to NFL, Steelers Ravens. We were both on the fence about this one. I think you were more, a little more convinced on the Ravens than I was. Wanna lead off with this one? Did I pick the Ravens? No, you picked Steelers. Okay, because you I said I was more convinced about the Ravens on this one. I was no, thinking. you were more convinced. On, you were more like on the fence about it than I was. I I know you were less on the fence about it than I was. That's yeah, because I, I mean, say. Steelers have a good defense. Baltimore's trying to make Lamar a pocket passer on the fly, which is so stupid of them. So I I have no doubt in my mind that Pittsburgh is probably going to win. Their offense is good enough, and their defense is phenomenal. All facts. For me. It really came down to the back end. Um, when you look at each team, each team's got a competent quarterback. Each team can run the ball effectively. Each team can throw the ball deep. 
One team has better receivers. One team is a better back end of the secondary. And one team is a, the pass rushes are getting a little more equal than Gakwe going to Baltimore. But yeah, I, it, the difference to me is Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt. Those two are going to just be nightmares for Lamar Jackson. So yeah. also that Edmonds kid, I freaking love him. All right. Saints Bears. We both took the Saints. Mike Thomas is out. I think they pull this out, but it's a lot closer now. I would take the Bears with the points. Yeah, it's going to be a closer game now, but I still just think I wouldn't be surprised if this game ends up 7-3 Saints. Imagine that. This freaking score. It's like that 6-6 tie in Monday Night Football a couple years ago. Oh, Jesus. But, yeah, no, I, Bears offense is trash. Yeah, Bears offense is trash. The problem, it's, it's, it's play calling. It's the fact that they're not utilizing Nick what Nick Foles is good at. It's all – like, Nick Foles is not a top 15 quarterback, but what he's good at is catching it and letting it rip. And what does Matt Nagy want you to do? He wants you to make reads, misdirections, multiple options, extend plays. That's not what Nick Foles is good at. He should take a play out of Doug Peterson's playbook there. Saints by, by about a field goal. Even with – if Mike Thomas continues to be out there, they're not going to get a lot of like wins like this because I think the Bears are the worst 5-2 and two team I've ever seen. Probably. But besides Cleveland. Uh, last up, 49ers and Seahawks. Both of us took the Seahawks. I saw the guys at G- uh, Good Morning Football this morning ripping Seattle's defense. They're at home. And all I need is to hear is that they all I need, all I need to hear is that, oh, San Francisco's got a shot of pulling this off. Niners are back. Nah, Danger Russ is going to be cooking. I think Jamal Adams and the boys on the other side of the ball might actually get some good shots in this game. Hey, listen, Philadelphia can Philadelphia and in Miami bargain Philadelphia was against Nick Bowens, but if Philadelphia and Miami can keep that offense kind of stubbled, oh maybe have Jamal Adams kind of just run around with uh, Kittle or Quandre Diggs, maybe I'm not even sure, but like I think there's a definite shot Seattle's going to win this game. I just think that I don't trust Jimmy G enough. Yeah, really. And Sherman's a trash cornerback. Even in a shootout, they'll still win. Uh, this game's going to be a shootout. I know you don't trust Jimmy G. I don't trust Jimmy G, but I trust the weapons around him. Short passes, get him in space, see what they can do. Uh, I think especially if Jamal Adams and Carlos Hyde don't play. Because they're both Carlos Hyde's doubtful right now. What? Carlos Hyde is officially doubtful right now. He's got downgraded like five minutes ago. Okay, so, I mean, it's Carlos Hyde. Chris it's going to be Travis Homer and DJ Dallas, baby. <laughs> the Miami backfield is back. I mean, Chris Carson's still questionable. True. Um, If those guys don't play, expect a lot of passing yards on both sides of the ball. I mean, But I just think, I think Seattle's offense is just better. Oh, it, it is. And it really, it just comes down to the, just the weapons. I mean, yeah, you may have a better tight end in San, in San Fran, but then the best receiver on that field is Metcalf, and then it's Lockett. And then then I would do a split between 
DJ Moore and Ayuk. And then it's it's definitely it's Demi's Dennis, Philip Dorsett, and you could just keep going down the list. It's it's not even close. No, Dwayne Moore. David Moore, sorry. DJ Moore plays for uh, Carolina. I would argue that Met or Lockett's a better the best receiver on the field. I would split with Lockett Metcalf. They're both I think yeah, yeah, I, I guess right now for at least the end of this year, I'd say Lockett slightly edges out Metcalf. I, I would agree actually agree with that. Is the problem is Metcalf keeps it close because they just sling it down the field to him because he still is not a great route runner. Uh, but Metcalf or Lockett has more yards and receptions and touchdowns. Also, Lockett had an insane game last week. Let's be honest. Yeah, 15 receptions, 200 yards, and three touchdowns. Who uh, who sat him on his bench? <laughs> oh, Jesus, bud. Well, here's the problem. Okay? The last four weeks, it's been nothing but a David Moore and DK Metcalf show. So I'm like, I got to win this damn game. I still ended up winning, but god damn, it hurt. I beat Pat by 2.5 points. Yikes. All right. Kev's, ups- Kev's uh, gimme was Alabama smacking the daylights out of who? Mississippi State. Mississippi. Yeah, I, uh, the, the Pirates failed me. And then my upset pick, and this pissed off our boy Chris Pinto so bad. I took Arkansas upsetting Mississippi, um, Texas A&M. So that was my upset pick. That's going to end horribly. Oh, probably. But I, I honestly was at the bottom of the barrel there, and I was like, I really don't know. Who- NFL upset picks are always a shit show, so. True. The last one I nailed was Philly over um, San Fran, and that was Jimmy G was a game time decision. Fair. Fair. So, all right, that wraps it up for the six pack. Kev, I we've all been waiting all episode. Where is this special, epic, weird shit in sport? Weird shit not in sports. You're gonna tell us. So, so New York's governor. Andrew Cuomo, double barrel shotgun nose. I'm I had it open with the actual facts, and I'm trying. So he has a 25 year old daughter. What's I saw up? something about his daughter, and I, the, based on the headline, I was concerned depending on her age. But she's 25, and she uh was getting busy with a state trooper who was assigned to Governor Cuomo's security detail. Oh boy. They were and then they started dating. Cuomo was not happy. That's whatever he's ruining New York anyway. Uh so he was removed from Cuomo's security detail and then had a voluntary transfer to the Canadian border in northeastern New York. Oh, yeah. I've been up there. It ain't voluntary, pal. Yeah, no. And then someone close to, like, the family or the trooper said he was transferred to keep him away from the daughter because the governor didn't like whatever they were doing. I can tell you what they were doing, Governor Cuomo. Yeah. It, it, you, he you, was doing it, to her what you're doing to the state of New York. <laughs> okay, Kev wins. Kev wins. I, I mean, we could also do a whole show about who's who's screwing their state up more. Newsom or Cuomo. We can't put Lamont in there because our state's been screwed up for hell forever. But damn, Kev with the haymaker. 
that, that's right. it. I just think that's the weirdest thing I've seen today. No, that that's hysterical. I'm going to go downstairs and tell my parents that, and they are going to laugh hysterically because my dad hates Quill. My mom, mom's not a fan of him anymore. It's definitely an interesting – and my, my pa- grandparents who live in New York City are not a fan of him or de Blasio either. So um, It wouldn't have been a weird thing if it weren't for the vol- voluntary transfer. <laughs> that's great. Oh, boy. Yeah, also, so you can ask my uh, sister's boyfriend who actually did a job for my current job up in Clarkson, New York, which is up by the border. It's very close. You're actually closer to Canada than you are any American city. Um, whoo, it's like basically colder than Montreal up there. Oh, I've been to Buffalo. There's a joke from High Metro Mother about the women in Buffalo. We're not going to make that joke today, but nobody circles the wagons like the Bills. All right. If you want to make a joke about Buffalo, it's fine. That's where my mom's from. And he see brings one out. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, let's kick this new jazz. All right. So Tuesday, of course, is election day, obviously. Go out and vote. That's your civic duty. But the NFL trade deadline is Tuesday. All I've heard from multiple NFL sources on Twitter, Facebook, and anybody else I can get a hold of is that it's going to be crazy. You've got – the first time ever, you've got two perennial powers, Dallas and New England, failing. You have teams that look like they're out of it, uh, Detroit, Philadelphia, et cetera, et cetera, who are like on the fringe making – like are trying to bite. You have – Green Bay and Baltimore, who are on the fringe of being the top tier, making moves. Tuesday, when our boy Pat Donahue fills in for our good mustached man over here, is going to be an insane day. You may have me in absolute hysterics the entire episode. It's going to be like March 17th, 16th, and 18th which were basically like the hope of beacon of light when everything else was getting canceled, the NFL trade deadline was happening. So I'm excited for it. There's going to be a lot of moves. Either that or it's going to be as disappointing as last year where basically the biggest thing that happened was a guy got re-signed. Fair. So there's – oh, by the way, guys, Sunday night, 8-20, Collide app – Spelled just like like just like the word. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. Oh, damn. It's just, not. The word is spelled C O L L I D E. You illiterate. The app is C O L L Y D E. Okay. This go. is why you need um, to check your email. They sent us an email with the ad read on it. All right. So join the rooms with the corner booth on it or in the title. They have it in the ad read as one word, so I guess we're just going to make it one word. Watch with us on Sunday for the Cowboys at Eagles game. Search Collide in the App Store. That is C-O-L-L-Y-D-E. As Jared, like, so you thought the word Collide was spelled that way. (sighs) If Jared told you to look for this app, we are right now. It's C-O-L-L-Y-D-E, not how the word collide is spelled. Oh my God. <sighs> Go to getcollide.com. Also, it's on there. It'll send you a link. 
Again, cannot stress this enough. This is more for Jared. C-O-L-L-Y-D-E. Um, by the way, it's going to be a fun game. I'm going to torture Kevin by making watch Eagles-Cowboys. I'm hopefully going to be the version of me that looks for the cool stuff on film, like I am at the bar, than I am the guy who is at home screaming at his television, praying for a change of referees or a miracle from God that my team pulls out a win. So it's definitely been an interesting experience watching me talk about the Eagles game. Um... Or, you know, or Ben DiNucci calling out the Eagles defense, telling him to send the house. We'll take care of it. That's going to go well for you, pal. Um, but, yeah, that's it for us. So we'll see you all, because I know y'all are going to show up, Sunday, 8-20, Collide app. Kevin, how is that spelled? C-O-L-L-Y-D-E. And now that y'all know how it's spelled, I hope whoever you told to join listens to this. It was literally one person, and he's going to be in Hawaii, so it's going to be like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> all right, well, text him and tell him how it's properly spelled. Oh, no, he listens to the show, so he'll hear all of this. Okay, good. All right. Uh, so that wraps it up, folks. We look forward to hearing you guys give us some shit, talk a little smack to us, ask us some questions while we're watching the show and watching the game on Sunday. Um, once again, thank you all for all the support of you guys who show up. If you don't show up, you suck. Uh, I'm Jared. That's Kevin. Belly at March. Check out Teespring and Design Tree. We out. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly at Podcast Network.